0: Hello, and welcome to Believing Bigger Podcast Season (laughs) 4. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. So, we have come to our next episode in the season, and it has a bit of a controversial title. I know when it came up in your podcast feed, you were like, what? What? Does this need to have an E next to it for explicit? But just hear me out. There's always a method to my madness. And today's episode is entitled, Get Yo Shh." We're going to leave that right there. And believe it or not, there is a scripture reference for this, okay? Because today's podcast class episode is really about how we interact with others, okay? So when you're trying to build a business, when you're trying to build a brand, when you're trying to be somebody that's just out of the ordinary, you are going to encounter some opposition. Some of that opposition is going to be internal and some of that opposition is going to be external, meaning specifically the people with whom you interact with, okay? And this can be family, this can be friends, these can be people that you know. And so I want to make some clear distinctions about how that interaction ought to look as we move forward. So the scripture reference, our guiding thought for this episode is Galatians 6, 2, which says this, Carry each other's burdens. Depending on what version you're reading, it might say bear one another's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Again, Galatians 6, 2. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So here's what we're talking about when we're talking about get your Number one, we're going to talk about carrying burdens. What does that look like? Okay, when we're talking about carrying somebody else's burdens, what does that look like? And then we're going to distinguish carrying burdens to carrying baggage because there's a difference between carrying burdens and carrying baggage. And then we're going to talk about how to deal with that return to sender. So let's get it going. So here's how I want to frame this. Oftentimes we are not where we should be or where we would like to be because we are carrying an additional weight that slows us down and keeps us from reaching our destination. For example, I love the Olympics. Like when it's a summer and the summer Olympics are not happening, it makes me sad. I'm like, man, I gotta wait four years <laughs> for the Olympics to happen. And I love the track and field. However, when the Olympics are coming, they start to show the qualifiers. So they start to show you who's going to make it to the Olympics. And I'm so thirsty, I sit there and I watch all the qualifiers. And so professional runners have to participate in a qualifier before they can compete in the finals. You don't just go to the Olympics. You got to qualify to get to the Olympics. And some of us are missing the finals. Some of us are missing, playing on that bigger stage because we are too slow in the qualifier. The question is, why? Why are we slow? Why do we keep missing it? So let's distinguish. Carrying the burdens of others. Here's what this means. When it says bear one another's burdens or carry one another's burdens, here is what this is referencing. It is talking about this. Sympathize with and assist each other. And all of your weaknesses, your grievances, and trials, okay? Helping us work through our issues, okay? Helping us work through some things where we know we need some support, where we need some help, where we need to do a little bit better. And so here's what that looks like. When others are struggling, we ought to offer compassion. Some of us know people that just lack compassion. When you got a hardship, you got a hard story, or something happens to you, they just like, hmm, well, we all got hardships. It's like, okay, tough room. (laughs) Okay, Like it's a little rough. I felt that. Okay. So when others are struggling, offer some compassion. We ought to empathize and remember the times when we didn't have our ish together. You know, we used to be raggedy. There was a time where we just made some bad choices, bad choices. Okay. This is why Jesus goes after the sheep because we didn't always have our lives together. Matter of fact, when we found Jesus, when we found the Lord, we were All the way off the charts, okay? And he loved us anyway. Carrying somebody else's burdens means that you ought to offer help. And let me be very, very clear about what I mean when I say offer help, okay? In the Bible, in Genesis, after God created Adam, he looked at Adam and he looked at his life, and God said, It is not good. For man to be alone, let us make a suitable helper for him. Let's talk about the word help. Before Eve was created, God had already given Adam work to do, he had an assignment, he had duties, and he had responsibilities. And so he said, It's not good for you to do all of this alone. I will bring someone to assist you with managing some of this that you're already doing. So when you are offering help, when you're talking about carrying the burdens of others, this means in order to help, they must be in the act of doing something that you can help with. There's a difference between helping somebody and doing it for somebody, okay? And a lot of times when people are asking for help, what they really mean is, can't you do this for me? Can't you handle it? Can't you come along and do it? No, you are doing something and I will support what you're doing. But if you ain't doing nothing, I'm not about to do it for you. That's baggage, not burdens. Okay? There's a difference. Carrying burdens also means this it means that you should offer resources. And so this means that you point out people and places and things that can help relieve the burden. Facebook has this thing now which allows people to ask for recommendations say, hey, do you know a place where I can or Does anybody know someone who can help me with such and such? Resources. In other words, I'm inviting the opportunity for you to to make recommendations for resources that can help me relieve the burden or solve the problem that I have. Carrying another person's burdens means offering support, which means that you help them carry the load to lessen it. You listen to them. You pray with them. And if it's within your means to do so, you can give monetarily. Okay? It doesn't mean that you become the bank. But if you have it within your means and you can afford to to give it, not lend it, give it, okay? Because there's a wise saying, never lend more than you can afford to lose. Never lend more than you can afford to lose because somebody that's like, man, I can't make my rent this month and oh my gosh, and if I don't come up with this $97, then they are gonna put me and my kids out. If you have that $97 to give uh, with no expectation of return, give it. But if you're going to give that $97 and you need it back in two weeks, then you're not in a position to give. Okay. You're not in a position to give because you know what? Stuff happens. And that two weeks go by and that money ain't back in your hand. And now there's a fracture in the relationship. So never lend more than you can afford to lose. And so the Bible says that when you do this, you are fulfilling the law of Christ. It said that Carry one another's burdens, help each other out, and so fulfill the law of Christ. What law am I talking about? Well, in Matthew 12, one of the disciples says, look, we got all these commandments. Which of these is the most important? Of all the commandments, which is the one that we should focus on? And so this is what we call the great commandment. And Jesus answers the question this way. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And with all your strength. Except the second is this love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. This is the great commandment love God with everything, love your neighbor with everything. So when you carry each other's burdens, this is what you're doing. You're showing love to your neighbor, you're helping them just like you would like to receive help, okay? That is the great commandment. So that's what carrying burdens looks like. On the other hand, there's baggage. Okay. This is what we start talking about. Get your shh. Okay. Baggage is defined as past experiences or long held ideas regarded as a hardship or a hindrance. Okay. So this is either something in the past that you regard as hard or an idea that you've had for a long time that you consider a hardship or a hindrance. In other words, something that keeps you from moving forward. Ideas can keep you from moving forward. Think about that. Think about that. Something that you think, something that you believe can keep you from physically manifesting something in your life. Baggage. So it's one thing to carry another's burdens. It's something else to carry someone else's baggage. And this is why. So I said, why are so many of us missing out in the qualifier because to go to the Olympics sometimes they say well the top three finishers are guaranteed to go to the Olympics why is it that we can't finish in that top three what is it that we keep missing the mark and we can't make the time that qualifying time in order to move forward to the finals and it's in part because somewhere along our journey we cannot move because we are carrying someone else's baggage. And so I wanna be clear and offer you some examples in terms of what that actually looks like. Carrying baggage. You can be carrying somebody else's criticism and questioning. I often say this to my students. I say, you can ask me a question, but you cannot question me. There's a difference between asking a question and questioning you. What's the difference? Asking a question is asked out of curiosity out of ignorance, out of a desire to learn and to know. Questioning me is challenging my authority. Questioning me is challenging my right to think and live and feel as I do. That's questioning me. So criticism and questioning, you can be carrying this and here's what it looks like. Why are you doing it like that? That ain't no way to run a business. People who don't have a business will tell you how to run your business. People who don't have a pot or a window will tell you how to run your business. Ain't you already doing enough? What you doing now? You always doing something. You always running here and there. They're not asking you a question. They're questioning you. They're challenging you. They're criticizing you. Uh, This is my favorite. Don't lose too much weight. You weren't saying Boo got shot when I was gaining weight. When I was tipping the scales, you had nothing to say. Here's a plate, Boo. Pass the gravy. There it is but then you start to slim down. Oh Sli- uh, uh, no, now you know you're gonna disappear. That's not healthy. That's not healthy. <sighs> I love black people, I really do. I, I really do. Uh, and, and this is me recently. So I decided to go plant-based. I've gotten so many uh, inboxes, text messages. Now you wanna be careful with that now. You know, your blood sugar, your, your levels might drop. Cause you know what happened to me was I'm not you. I'm not you. I know that what I've been doing is not advancing my agenda, is not helping me reach my goals. So I'm going to pivot and do something different. And because of something that you deem challenging, something that you deem unreasonable, something that you deem foolishness, then that means that I should not pursue it. That's you. That's your baggage. That's not my baggage, but you're trying to give me your bags. So carrying baggage can look like criticism and it can look like questioning. Carrying baggage can also look like fear projection. So I'm about to take a trip. I'll tell you guys about it when I get back. <laughs> I'm about to take a trip. And these are the, con- and it's overseas, so I'm going out of the country. And I got, you going where? By yourself? In other words, look here, woman. Where are you going without some manly protection? What? What? You don't know me. I'm from the south side. I can scrap. Okay, don't 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 let the light skin and eyelashes fool you. Now I can scrap. Okay, but fear projection. Where you going by yourself? I wouldn't do that if I was you. It's not worth the risk. Better safe than sorry. So how many of us know people that are just living in safe harbor, living in safe harbor, and you know what? Miserable, miserable. Wouldn't take a risk. Wouldn't take a chance. Wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight miserable okay so projecting their fears well you know you better be careful going over there you know you can get hurt do you know where I live Chicago for some people is like the murder capital of the country 2200 shootings since the beginning of the year almost 400 homicides do you know where I live I have an uncle my only uncle my favorite uncle was murdered two blocks from his house fear projection. And I understand that a lot of times they do it because they they love you and they I I get it. I get that. But God has not given us a spirit of what? But of love and the power of a sound mind, okay? So carrying baggage looks like that. Some of us can't move forward because we're carrying somebody else's fears. Somebody else's fears. I said a comment uh to my friends on Facebook not too long ago. I said, "You know, if I had to do college over again, I would do study abroad." I would have participated in those Machu Picchu uh, trips, you know, to the Mayans and things. I would have done all of that. And why didn't I? You going, where? you know black folks don't do stuff like that. Girl, you get out there and they you'll never find a body. And then it's always, you heard about that one girl. It's always some some someone's story, one reference point where it's like, now you know what happened to them. Okay, so that could happen to you. Yeah, yeah, did, did you see that movie? Yeah, I get it. I understand. Okay. But I can't, I can't operate like that. Okay. I can't live like that. Carrying baggage. This is one of my, my, this is one of the ones, okay. That really hinders us from moving forward is dealing with people who want attention instead of help. They don't want help. They want attention. What does that look like? They don't want to change their situation. They just want to complain about it. And I say this to my friends all the time. (laughs) I said, look, you can tell me your story of war about three times before I'm like, I right, look, this is not what's happening to you. This is what you're allowing to happen, okay? You can play the victim card about three times, three strikes, and you out. Now you're going to have to take that story to somebody else and, and, and continue it. You come to me if you want to do something about it. When you're ready to bust a move, make a change, strategy, get some things together, I got you. But people who want attention Instead of help, they don't want to change the situation. They want to complain about it. Why? Because the victim narrative works as a means to get sympathy. The victim narrative serves a purpose. When people go flocking, oh man, don't let it get you down, man. Oh girl, you ain't, you're wonderful. Don't forget what they say. Look, that serves a purpose, okay? Because it is a means to attract sympathy. And here's the thing about that. People who want attention, they never tell you the whole story. They never tell you what role they played in attracting the type of response that they got. Never. They never tell you the whole story. They just tell you the edited cliff note version just enough to be like, woe is me. Okay. So they never tell you the whole story. So that is another example of carrying baggage. So let me give you the rundown. Here's a list of common criticisms that keep us from moving forward. Other people, because sometimes I said The struggle can be internal, but the external struggle can look like this. Common criticisms, how you spend your time, with whom you spend your time, because people always have something to say about everything. How you spend your money, where you choose to work, how you choose to do your work, how you look, how you dress, how you parent your child, your worldview, and what you choose to believe. And so these are other people's issues with what you're doing. I want to repeat that these are other people's issues, other people's baggage about what you are doing. And so what are we going to do about that? Return to sender. This wise woman once said to me, she said, how other people feel about you is none of your business. So how other people feel about you, who you are, what you're doing, where you're going, is none of your business. I tell my students that all the time. I said, hey, I love you like a play cousin, but how you feel about me? I don't have anything to do with that because how you feel about me is none of my business. That's your bag. That's your bag. Those are your feelings and you manage them in any way you choose, but that's none of my business. You have to reach a place in your mind where you have the courage and the fortitude to refuse the package. The bottom line is this. You can't control what gets sent to your house, but you can control what comes into your house, right? I can send it, but you don't have to receive it. People are always going to be sending fear, always going to be sending criticism, always going to be sending something. But And you have to make a decision whether or not you're going to absorb that, whether you're going to internalize that. Some people are still acting in their adult lives based on something that was projected or put on them in the third grade, in the fourth grade, and they've never forgotten it. And here's the thing. Here's the key. You don't have to be rude or argumentative. Just listen and let it go. And here's an example. If you have a loved one who has Alzheimer or dementia, or if you've ever seen anybody struggle with this, anybody ever seen anybody struggle with this, you know, they can go to some interesting places in their mind and they start saying some stuff and you'd be like, okay, all right. You know, you kind of go along in that moment. You're not rude, you know, because especially if you know they have it, you're not like, what you talking about? You're not mean because you understand that where they are in their mind is just not, they're not able to to latch on to your reality or current reality. Same thing. When people start to do this, you just go ahead, just mm-hmm. give them that polite. Okay. That's all you got to say? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't have anything to say about that. Okay, but too many of us are in a place of paralysis and frustration because we are carrying other people's baggage. And it's time for them to get their shh so that you can run without the extra weight. Okay? So that you can run without the extra baggage without the additional hindrance. So now it's your turn. I want to know what type of baggage do you need to shed? Or just your biggest takeaway, how does this manifest? Okay, how are these types of things that keep us from moving forward? So let's talk about it.
1: I don't know what the biggest baggage I need to shed, but the, the things that came to my attention is the other people. So, like, when I was in college and I was stressing out because I wanted to get A's and, like, I wanted to be on the dean's list. And I remember having an anxiety attack because I got an F on it. one test. And I was, like, freaking out, like, oh, my God, my GPA. My was like, you should just quit. And I was like, well, why would I do that from one test? Like, I still have all these other classes and I'm on the right track. That same day I got a certificate in the mail that said I was on the president's list. I was like, see, this is why I'm not quitting. If I had listened to you, I would have quit and I wouldn't got all these accolades. And she was like, oh. So even, like, now with my business, she's like, you work too much. You need to sit down. Well, are you going to give me the money to pay all these bills? Oh, yeah. Like, they not going to pay themselves. So, like, I, I get a lot of the baggage from, like, my parents. I, and maybe it's probably out of love. Maybe they, (laughs) it's probably, you know, they probably see the the exhaustion in me. But at the same time, it's like, well, I'm just not going to sit around on on the couch watching Ord all day.
0: You know, thank you for saying that. And because sometimes one failure does not constitute throwing in the towel. And let's be honest for a lot of us. Okay. Especially if we're not getting paid for it. Okay. So if this isn't like our second job or stream of income or whatever, a lot of the things, things that we're doing that we're not getting paid for that we're doing because we're driven, because we have a calling because we have a passion and we're not getting paid. You know, people are like, if I don't see profits, if it don't make money, it don't make what? If it don't make money, it don't make sense. And so when they don't see that, they're like, what are you doing? This is optional. And so just opt out. Just quit. Just give it up. You can't opt out of your calling. You can't opt out of your passion because you know why? Your calling won't leave you alone. Why do we do this? Like Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. Jeremiah the prophet, after preaching all those years and prophesying all those years and the people saying, talk to the hand, he said, I'm done. Jeremiah said, I'm so over it. And when he tried to sit down on it, He couldn't hold it like it was just like fire shut up in his bones. He had to go out there and he had to share his passion and his calling, even though it wasn't bearing fruit. It was what he was called to do. So when you're called to do something, it's not going to leave you alone. You don't just give it up. And then we're going to take one more. The biggest takeaway for me was, I guess, confirmation of why I'm here, Um, because I think about all the missed opportunities I had to be a part of. your events that I uh, uh that I did not go to or um or people discourage me or saying well why would you do that you know I can't see you writing a book you know of course, I didn't like English you know but I got through but you know I, I understand sure. but you know it's 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 uh technical but you know it's just an uh, affirmation to to let them what they say go and you know it's just being here today is continuing on that path of you know trying to be successful when I feel is right And that's it, folks. You know, we just can't allow people to paint on our canvas. Every last one of us has been given a canvas. You know, when we came here, it was a blank slate, right? And we each had an opportunity to paint whatever picture it was that we chose. So don't let somebody come and take their paintbrush and start painting on your pictures. Like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You stay in your lane. You stay on your canvas. You paint your own picture. So that's it, folks. If you have questions, comments, takeaways, amens, hit me up at Dr. Shante Says on Twitter, on Instagram, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believing Bigger with Dr. Shantae. If you have any questions, comments, or just want to follow Dr. Shantae, you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Shante says. Until next time, keep on believing bigger.